When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Once again, the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse brings you classic theatre adapted and performed by some of the very best audio players from around the world. So without further ado, here's your host for this week's show. Oh, I'm back in my favourite chair. Welcome everyone to Sonic Summerstock Theatre. Oh, my name is Jack Ward and I'm so glad to be your host tonight because... As according to the program shows, I'm about to watch my favorite show of all, Zero Hour by Ray Bradbury and Suspense. What a great show this was. A science fiction, creepy kind of horror. And so it sounds like we're just getting ready to set up. Find your chair quickly as we listen to Sonic Summerstock Theater. Zero Hour by Scattered Sound Productions. Now, tonight's presentation of radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Tonight, Suspense brings you a performance of one of the most controversial plays ever presented over audio. It's called Zero Hour by Ray Bradbury. And now, Zero Hour. What a game. Such excitement they haven't known in years. Ming talked earnestly to someone near the rose bush, though no one was there. Then the two little girls, shouting, laughing at each other. Such fun, such tremendous joy. all dirt and sweat. For her few years, she was loud and strong and definite. And her mother, Mrs. Morris, peeling vegetables at the sink, watched with amusement as her daughter threw into a sack old pots and tools and things which were relegated to child play. My goodness, Mink, what's going on? Oh, the most exciting game ever, just ever. Uh, oh? It's all right, I take these, Mom. Just don't dent them, and it's all right. Thanks, Mom. We won't. Bye. All right, dear. Oh, what's the name of the game, dear? Invasion. Invasion? 
invasion, and in the garden now a serious concentration. Ming, with an assortment of pots, pans, and wrenches, forks, spoons, and her friend Anna, a little younger, tongue in the teeth, taking notes on a pad. Wait a minute, Mink. Well, hurry up. Four, nine, seven, and I mean, A and B and X. Four, nine, seven, A and B and X. A folk and a string and a hex. Hex hexagon gone out. A fork and a string and a hexagonal. What do we do next, Mr. Drill? And then Mink talking to the rosebush again and to her own satisfaction at least, receiving some kind of answer which she relayed to Anna. Triangle, how do you spell it? Oh, any old way doesn't matter. Now write B. I haven't got triangle yet. Well, hurry! Zero hours by five o'clock. We haven't got all day. Then time out from invasion for lunch. Mink bolted down the soup and coincidentally crammed a sandwich into her mouth. Now you slow down, Mink. Whatever's waiting will wait a few minutes longer. But I can't. Drill's waiting for me. Drill? That's a peculiar name. Is he a new boy in the neighborhood, dear? He's new, all right. Well, I don't think I've ever seen him. Which one is Drill? Oh, he's just around. You'll make fun. Everybody makes fun. All the kids do. Well, I don't think that's very nice. Is Drill shy? Yes, in a way. I don't know. I gotta go now, Mom, if we're gonna have the invasion. Now you finish your milk, miss. Who's invading what? Martians invading Earth from up there. Oh, I see. And, um, Drill's a Martian. I think so. He's had a very hard time getting here. I should imagine. They couldn't figure out a way to attack Earth. How to get in or something. And Drill says they have to do it by surprise, and even get help from your enemy. Oh, a fish column, huh? Uh-huh. In all this time, they haven't been able to figure out how to attack until one day they thought of children. Well, that was bright of them. And they thought of how grown-ups are so busy, they never look under rose bushes or lawns. Oh, that's where Drill is now. Under the rose bush? Uh-huh. With all his friends, too. And there's something about kids under 11 with imagination. It's real funny to hear Jill talk. Well, it must be. (laughs) You better run along out if you want to have your invasion before dark. (laughs) Oh, and bath tonight. School tomorrow, you know. Jill says I won't have to take any more baths. Oh, he does, does he? And we can stay up until 10 o'clock. Well, your friend, Mr. Drill, had better mind his P's and Q's, or I'm going to call up his mother That's and... just it! Drill says you're dangerous because you don't believe in Marsons. Just like you think Drill's a kid. Well, he's not. And they're going to let us run the world when they get in. All of us kids. And I might even be queen. <laughs> well, that's nice, dear. Now run along. Mom? What is it, dear? When the invasion comes, we'll we'll have to get rid of you and Daddy. But I'll be sure it won't hurt very much. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot.
Hello? Hello, Mary. How are things in New York? Oh, Helen, how nice. Are you in town? Oh, no, no. I'm in Danbury. I just was thinking of you and thought I'd call. Oh, it's long distance, though. You shouldn't. Oh, I can afford three minutes. How's Henry? Fine. And Bill? Oh, just fine. What about Mink? Oh, wonderful. Noisier than ever. Oh, she's got a, a new game now. It's taken the place of Hopscotch. Invasion. Is she playing that too? Well, yes. Are yours? Same thing. Some kind of geometric jacks, I suppose. Isn't it a scream? You know, all the kids their age are playing it up here. Timmy's got a crush on some guy named Drill. I think that's what it is. Oh, it... It must be a new password. Mink likes him, too. Oh, I didn't know it had gotten to New York. Word of mouth, I suppose. You know, kids. Funniest thing, I got a letter from my sister in Boston. She says her kids are playing it, too. It's just sweeping the country. Well, I... I wonder where they learned it. Oh, don't ask me. All I know is what Timmy tells me at lunch. Zero hours at five o'clock. When? Today. That's when the invasion is going to be. <laughs> These kids and their imagination. I want to hear about Fred's new job. And they talked a little more. Schoolgirl friends. Casual women talk. But Mrs. Morris was thoughtful. She was thinking of other things. Of adults, of children with imagination. Rose bushes, dimensions. She thought about how much she had forgotten about being a child. And she wondered about Mink. And all the kids were at that moment playing Invasion. I'm so glad you called. Give my love to Henry and a kiss for Mink. I will. And to Bill and the kids. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. hour drows by. It was three o'clock. There was an occasional hum inside the coolness of the house as a car passed outside. The street was lined with good, green, and peaceful trees. And all across the city, in other gardens, in other places, children under eleven were excitedly playing a game, talking to rose bushes and grass lawns, trees, shrubs, even children in apartment houses, high in the air, conferring with potted plants cactus and ivy. Mrs. Morris finished her housework and went to the kitchen. Oh, hello, dear. Hi, Mom. Can I have a glass of water? Of course. I'll get it. Pi r squared, 0.756 to the seventh degree. X t seven. What, dear? Oh, nothing, Mom. Oh, here you are. Thanks. How are things going? Huh? The, uh, invasion. <laughs> oh, that. Yes, that. Almost finished. When everything's right, Drew says we should be ready on time. Five o'clock? That's right. How do you know? Helen called me from Danbury. She says that a Timmy's playing it, too. Hey, that's keen. I guess all the kids are, aren't they? No, not all of them. Ugh. 
not guys like Jimmy Wood and Bob Wilson. They're growing up and they make fun of us. They're worse than parents. They just won't believe in drill. They're so smart because they're growing up. You'd think they'd know better. They were little only a couple years ago. We'll get rid of them first. Drill says it's okay to kill them first. Now, Mink, I don't like that kind of talk. Do you hear me? I don't like it at all. Oh, Mom. Now, I mean it. You keep on that way, and there'll be no more playing. You'll have to tell Anna to go home, and you'll stay inside until bedtime. I'm sorry. Well, I should think so. Thanks for the water, Mom. Mink? Yes, Mom? What did those, uh, those numbers mean? What numbers? Those numbers you were saying to yourself before. Oh, that. They're the things that we have to do to get Drill and his friends out. That's all. Look, dear. Why don't you and Anna go down to the drugstore and get some ice cream? You don't even have to use your allowance. I'll pay for it. Haven't got time, Mom. Thanks. Well, I, I'd never believe I'd hear you say that. I gotta go now, Mom. Wait a minute, Mink. I want you to tell me the truth. What is this invasion silliness? It isn't silly. It's just a game. That's all. Mom, we're just playing an invasion. Excuse me. I gotta get back now. I'll see you later. It was a game called Invasion. Mrs. Morris' little girl, Mink, was playing it. So was Mink's friend, Anna, and all the other children under 11. It was called Invasion, and zero hour was to be at 5 o'clock. Mrs. Morris was disturbed. She wasn't sure why, but there was something. Something about parents shutting their ears and eyes to what was happening. And because she was disturbed, she did something she didn't usually do. She called her husband at the office. Oh, hello, Henry. I'm sorry to bother you, but Miss Maxson said you weren't busy. Oh, not too. I should be able to get home early today. Everything all right? Yes. You all right? I... I'm fine. Hank? Oh, she's... Henry. What? Oh, uh... Nothing. I just... Wanted to talk to you for a minute. That's all. <laughs> Listen, are you sure you're all right? Oh, yes. Mink been getting on your nerves? Mm, not really. Well, you tell her to behave, or when I get home, she and I are going to have a little talk. As a matter of fact, she's been a little fresh lately, and I don't think that's good. Well, she's playing outside. She's fine. Honey, is something wrong? Why, no, I told you, I... I was thinking about you and wanted to talk. That's all. Nothing wrong with that. Not a thing. You go back to your work, dear. I'll see you soon. All right. What time do you think you'll be home? Oh, uh, about five. Maybe a little earlier. Five? Oh. Hey, what? Come on, what? Oh, I... I was just thinking... <laughs> Nothing, really. Just minking you and me. <laughs> Goodbye, dear. You are okay, aren't you? Yes, I'm fine. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Another hour passed, and it was half past four. The day began to wan. The sun lowered in a peaceful blue sky. Shadows lengthened on the green lawn. Outside, it was quiet. The two little girls, more intent than ever upon their endless movement of design and pattern with the implements before them. Mrs. Morris watched from the window, and she had never known Mink to have such powers of concentration. She had turned on the radio and sat drinking a cup of coffee and turned over her thoughts. Children, children, children. Love and hate, side by side. Sometimes children love you, hate you, all in half a second. Strange children. Do they ever forget or forgive the whippings and the harsh, strict words of command? I wonder. I wonder. How can you forget or forgive those over and above you? Those tall, silly dictators. Those parents. Mom? Oh, what is it, dear? Have you got a piece of lead pipe and hammer? Well, I... I don't know. There might be, in the garage. What do you want them for? We just need them. Well, if you tell me what they're for, dear, maybe I can... I can get them. Thanks, Mom. Is... is something wrong? Drill's stuck halfway in, and if we can get him all the way through, it'd be easier. Then all the others can come through after him. Well, can I help? Thanks, Mom. I can fix it. You better get through, Mink. I want you to take your bath before your father comes home. All right. Now he's coming home early, and Mink... Mink... Mink had disappeared behind the shrubs, and Mrs. Morris knew it was ridiculous to make an issue of it. Besides, what was the issue? Invasion? Drill? Zero hour? Unaccountably, a cool breeze came up. And although normally for that time of year it would have been a relief, Mrs. Morris felt a chill. She closed the window. Time passed. A curious waiting silence came upon the street, deepening. Then from the living room, Mrs. Morris heard, Five o'clock. Zero hour. It had come, and now it had gone. But was the clock right? Mrs. Morris, knowing how foolish it was, knowing it, went to the phone and dialed. <sighs> silly. It's silly. Four fifty-four and twenty seconds, and Mrs. Morris knew it wasn't as silly as she thought, because it wasn't five o'clock yet, not zero hour yet. Then the car drove up into the driveway. 
Hi, Mink. How's it going? Hi, Anna. Hi, Mr. Morris. Hi, Daddy. Got a kiss for your old man? Haven't got time now, Daddy. Well, that's a nice thing. What are you doing? We're playing Invasion. Oh, swell. Your mother in the house? Uh-huh. Okay, be good. I will. Zero hours in a few minutes, Daddy. <laughs> All right. I'll be ready. Mary! I'm in the living room, dear. Oh, hi. Our daughter didn't have time for a kiss. How about you? <laughs> Hard day. Uh, not particularly. Would you like a cocktail? You read my mind. Martini? Perfect. Anything exciting happen today? No. Oh, Helen called from Danbury. I... I told her she was crazy, but she just felt like calling. Uh, like you calling me this afternoon? Crazy, huh? What was that all about? Well, I told you. I... I just wanted to. Hmm. Hey, incidentally, what's this uh, new game the kids are playing? Invasion? That's a nice depressing thought. Is she all right? Come to think of it, she looked kind of funny. She's all right. What's the time, Henry? A couple minutes after five. Why? No, no, the clock's wrong. By your watch? Oh, I've got two minutes, too. I'm probably slow. You got something on the stove? No, I... I just wondered. Honey, hey, look at me. What's the matter? Nothing, really. Now? Really? Mink's been up to something. No, of course not. Then what? I... I guess I'm... a little tired. Upset, that's all. You want to go out to dinner? Oh, no. I've got a steak here. I'll tell you what. I'll barbecue. How'll that be? Oh, fine. Well, what was that? What? Well, I thought I heard something. Well, I didn't. I must have been imagining it. Hey, you are jumpy. Why don't you have a drink? It'll do good. No, I don't want one. What's the time? Mary, what is this? Now, I mean it. Something's wrong, and I want to know. It's silly. It's so silly. I'm on edge, that's all. Mary? I am. I don't like this. That kid's done something, hasn't she? I'm going to get her in here. No, no, Henry, please don't. She hasn't. It's nothing at all. I just... What's that? I... I don't know. Those kids haven't got anything dangerous out there, have they? I noticed a lot of junk lying around. <laughs> I thought it was a game. She wouldn't have done it herself. They made her do it. What the devil? Maybe you better go out and tell her to stop playing now. It's after five. You tell Mick to put off the invasion until tomorrow. It's coming from outside. What are they up to? I better take a look. Mink! Mink! Good lord! <gasps> bombs! Bombs! They're bombing! No! No, it's upstairs! I know it is! In the attic! That's where it is! Mary! Mary, it's not up there! 
He ran after her, confused, not a little frightened. She seemed to know something. In the attic. Her mind had worked that quickly. Any excuse to get him away from the outside, to get him upstairs to the attic in time. But outside there were more explosions, and they could hear the children screaming with delight. It's not in the attic, it's outside. Meng's out there. What's the matter with you? No, no, I'll show you. Hurry, get inside, quick! Now we're safe until the night. Are you crazy? Why did you throw that key away? Maybe we can sneak out later. Maybe we can escape. For heaven's sakes, the kid's out there. Do you want him to get oh, killed? No, no, you don't know. You don't. We've got to stay here. We've got to. It's horrible. You've got to. You've got to stay here with me. At this point, I don't know how the devil I can get out. Where's that light? Be quiet. Please be quiet. They'll hear us. They'll find us. Henry, please. Well, who's going to answer the telephone? There's that noise again. It's in the house. Mary, what is this? Mary, what's happening? You know. Now answer me. Stop it, Mary. Stop it. Somebody's downstairs. Who's down there? Who? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, hush. Please. Please be quiet. They might go away. Please. Please. Between his wife's terror and the electric coming from below, Mr. Morris felt a great fear. They trembled together in silence in the attic. Mr. and Mrs. Morris, parents of the little girl, then they heard steps coming up the stairs. And a voice. Mommy! Daddy! And a queer cold light became visible under the door crack. The strange odor and alien sound of eagerness in Mink's voice was almost more than they could bear. Each wanted to scream. And another sound. And the attic lock melted. Mink, Mink with bright little eyes and tousled hair, peered inside. And behind her, tall, wavering blue shadows, frightful shadows. Listening to Zero Hour, written by Ray Bradbury. Tonight's presentation on radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. The play was produced by Rachel Kavik and James Sedgwick of Scattered Sound Productions for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse, and is a reimagining of the script that was broadcast on the CBS radio program Suspense on April 5th, 1955. Our players tonight were Mindy Rast Keenan as Mary. Katie Mikado as Mink. Anna Marquillo as Anna. Tanya Malovich as Helen. Otis Jiry as Henry. And Rachel Kavik as the operator. Sound and mastering by Rachel Kavik and Jimmy Jam. Music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Sound effects found at the Free Sound Project. Additional sound effects and music were found at Videoblocks.com. Special thanks to DJ Jerk for other sound effects. And to David Krauss for a new arrangement and performance of the original Suspense opening theme by Bernard Herman. I'm your announcer, Glenn Haskell. Thank you for tuning in. Good evening.
And that's this week's performance for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. All productions, performances, characters and scripts presented in the Playhouse belong strictly to their copyright holders, and no copyright infringement is assumed or intended. The Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is part of the Sonic Society podcast and Electric Vicuna Productions. Any shows that continue their run must have explicit permission from all parties involved. Join us next week at the Playhouse for another classic performance. With thanks to this week's host, I am your announcer, David Alt. From me, good night. I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before. Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop. Stop.